The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. And tonight we'll discuss the 20,000-year-old Copper Scrolls, which have been translated. A Native American shaman breaks the silence. We'll discuss 5D technology, the three-dimensional vibrational language used by extraterrestrial beings to communicate with us. Why do Native American traditions and indigenous people around the world have stories transmitted via oral tradition for millennia about interactions with beings from outside this world and other dimensions? Greetings to everyone around the world and a special welcome to our new members. Welcome to the Veritas family and make yourself at home. To listen to tonight's full interview and 10 seasons of great material, just click on the subscribe button. And if you want to get in touch with me or to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And by the way, if my voice sounds uh, a bit strange, it's because I'm a little bit under the weather. Which hardly ever happens, as you know. But I've been on so many planes and gatherings that it happens. And I thought I had MMS. And I did. But since I hardly get sick, it didn't work. Because the bottles were about three to four years old. So it didn't activate. So I had to order more from gotmms.com or from our website. So next time you hear my voice, I guarantee you I will be back to normal. So don't wait and don't do what I did If you don't have a MMS or your bottles are more than a year old, it's time to buy it again. MMS is like an insurance policy. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Get it at GodMMS.com or the Veritas store. And to tell us more, tonight's special guest is David Lone Bear Sanipas, a Native American artist, storyteller, speaker, and Megaba elder who is bringing the ancient star teachings to the community. The star teachings are an oral traditional passed down through many elders over thousands of generations. They are vibrational teachings that begin with the resonance of kindness, compassion, and happiness. David grew up on a mountain in northern Maine, where he was trained extensively since a young boy, in not only ceremonies and traditions, but also in mathematics, physics, sound, music, and chemistry. David Lombear has been traveling and teaching for the past 42 years, but only recently to non-natives. In 2012, these teachings crossed the threshold, and what has followed has been tremendous. Communities have grown in many parts of the U.S. and Canada, and as each of the teachers are awakened, more information and understanding comes to the surface. These teachings have inspired the local community to begin a nonprofit organization called Star Teachings Society to help deliver the message to 7 million people around the world. And we have his websites linked at ours at VeritasRadio.com. And directly from the state of Maine, I'd like to introduce for the first time on Veritas, David Lombear Sanipas. Hello, David, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Uh, good afternoon. I am well today. And um, uh, here in northern Maine, uh, we're getting, of course, uh, rain and snow uh, this very day. But uh, I'm enjoying uh, being inside today. I am enjoying being inside today. I'm in the desert in Arizona, which I know you're very familiar with. It's a little bit cold, but not as cold as where you are. Yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, This fall has been really good. I had a chance uh, to go uh, north where it's like 21 below zero. So, yeah, I get quite a climate change. And I do like uh, being in Arizona. We're supposed to be scheduled down there in the next couple of months. 
Oh, that's great. Well, let's begin with your story, because you were referred to me by a few of our listeners who sent a few videos, and uh, I was fascinated with, with what you have to say. I'm always fascinated, David, by hearing stories from Native Americans around the world. The Native, I mean, indigenous people around the world, but especially the Native Americans here in the United States. They have a lot of similar stories, and I wonder why this is not more mainstream. Let's begin with that before we dive into your story. Well, I, I think, um, like everything else, is that we're all connected uh, to a, a thread uh, as human beings and similar stories that from the Aborigines to the Native American to uh, all the different uh, Natives out, out there is that um, it's a shared lineage, like a family thing. Uh, some is similar, some is uh, kind of far-fetched, but a lot of it has uh, a, a lot to do with our, our, our culture and where we come from. And I think that um, part of uh, understanding what a story is, is is that where does a story come from? And uh, most stories are added. A lot of the stuff is left out of it, and a lot of it's added. So after a few lineages, uh, that story changes considerably. But most of the truth, um, as a storyteller, most of the truth stay in there. And part of what I do is uh, look into those stories and to see what really has happened and where do those stories come from. Uh, just like uh, when uh, a couple of thousand years from now, when they dig up this archive of you and I, the interview, they're going to say, well, that's quite a story. What did that story change to? So I think that's like in any stories, that's where it's, it's, it is, it's where it is today and what we think the truth is. And that's a very important point because it makes you wonder, If it, these are stories transmitted via oral tradition for thousands of years, how do we discern what is legend from what is truth? Well, that's funny. Uh, I was uh, speaking uh, several months ago just about what stories are, is that we have to think about um, uh, uh, the, the native stories. We talk about the talking animals and things that fly in the sky, things like that. And a lot of it's just interpretation, uh, because I, I know that to this day that uh, I, our history that we put down in uh, in books and stuff like that, that's, it's a perspective of usually a one writer. And they try to get it accurate as possible. But, you know, if you go back to the back to the 1920s and look at books on 1920s, you know, that's only probably 25% of the story. It doesn't give you the interaction, <laughs> the feeling, and all the different points that uh, that story brings. Uh, it's just that what do we believe and uh, what comes through in the spiritual science. Uh, most stories have a spiritual science to it. We talk about the religion, what the spiritual science. There's a book was written about uh, one man and what that uh, looked like in that world, but that was only a perspective of at least 60 or 70 people. And that changed the world. So is what we believe and uh, what we use as today. You know, you, you think about what your culture is and what my culture is, is and what my grandfather told me, my grandfathers, my elders, that um, do they hold true today? Uh, is there a creator? Um, there is some sort of creator there out there. Is there a God? I don't know that. I can't prove it. And I can't disprove it. Is there something else out there that's uh, governing our lives? I don't know on that part on through our stories, but in our stories, it tells of a creator, of a visitor and visitors that try to help us change the world. 
if you think about that, if you if you go beyond the lineage of that, uh, uh, because most lineages go back to four or five thousand years, um, and we have a date right now we're in 2019, and that's dated from a point of origin of an event, and people don't realize that. But if you go back 20 to 70,000 years and look into our lineage um, and, and, and pull back a little bit and find out what's really going on, a lot of those uh, historic events that happened, um, Columbus discovered America, uh, birth of Jesus, birth of Gandhi, all the different uh, people out there, uh, they're off uh, a lot, 7 to 25% of their accuracy on time. Even Christmas, you know, we, we think of Christmas, we just went through Christmas and that um, uh, holiday was changed for convenience. But nobody really knows that. Everybody thinks Jesus was born in December, but that was changed on convenience. So in a few thousand years, that would be forgotten and that would be his birth. Because we forget a lot of things that are very important to bring some of the spiritual technology through the time. So if the ancients had... A ancient knowledge of the stars, maybe visitors, or uh, a few million years ahead of the technology, they will think of this day, just like I just said a couple of minutes ago, uh, that thousands of years uh, people are going to go by this interview and, and, and see if it holds true. Same as the spiritual technology, you know, what, what, what that is, is what do we believe and what we don't believe and what is the next thing we should do. So I think uh, there's a lot on that topic. You're already opening a, a bunch of great doors that I expected to open later. But you mentioned the talking animals, for example. This is something the Greeks and other ancient cultures discussed thousands of years ago. And it makes you wonder, you, you talk about the... You know, 2019, that's only a, a fragment of our history. And your history, it's, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 thousands of years. And it makes you wonder, when you look at the pyramids, you look at all these megaliths around the world, there's a, a knowledge gap. Perhaps there was a cataclysm and we lost that knowledge. And who knows, maybe in the past, these talking animals were cloned for some reason. You know, the same people that created the pyramids, perhaps they had the knowledge to, to have animals that were half human, half animal. Do you think this is a possibility or do you think this is just legend? Well, as a storyteller, everything is a possibility. Um, I, I know that uh, we talk about talking animals and things like that. But if we really think of it, we, we're looking at a, at a human a level we're looking at things that thinking that we are the most intelligent beings here and we're trying to understand evolution the uh, science and evolution of the stars and all the different things and ego kind of plays part of uh, of what what that is and it's like all right animals do talk we just don't understand the language um, bees talk insects talk in some sense but not in our language because we want everything be in our language so we can understand the universe, everything. But there's um, cultures out there that we've never understood. You know, the you bring up the pyramids, um, and I've studied the pyramids for um, several, um, 40 or 50 years on how the pyramids are made and everything. Um, as humans and as a, a spiritual uh, 
people, we cannot make pyramids today. Well, there's, there's no possible way that we can ever come up with the pyramids. And here are we speculating on how they built and everything. Um, until we know how to build them, that we, we, do, we don't know what the technology is or what they were really used for. There's a lot of speculations out there what they were used for. But uh, as, uh, as humans now, that we can't do that. Uh, because uh, we don't we don't think we need to do that because we're we're advanced in science and stuff like that but we're not that advanced so in talking about other things that speaking um it could have been a, a some sort of translation from uh, maybe other tribes um, maybe it could be translation from um, the bird people or the bear people. I mean, there, there's actual mentions in a lot of our, um, the Copper Scrolls about the bear people, the crystal people, the water people, all the different things, not not only the animals. And most of the time that we could not understand their language or even fathom what they were saying. It's just like what we're doing now in this world, it's like we're trying to figure out what's going on in this world and we come up with uh, assumptions and and we stick with the assumptions and not re really understanding the truth. I think when I'm out there speaking, um, a lot of people have an assumption when they come and hear me speak. What I'm so I'm going to be speaking about the topics of what's going on today, UFOs, pyramids. But uh, I go beyond that and I and I bring a language into that that we have forgotten for thousands and thousands of years, uh, because the English language doesn't cover the vibrational part of speaking each other. Uh, the English language is um, pronouns, nouns, all the different things, but they don't have the vibration in, into that. So, so we're very limited in what we can speak and really what we can understand because we only can understand the language that spoke to us. Uh, we forgot the vibrational language. And there's people out there that claim to know the vibrational language, uh, but um, there's a couple of ways to find out. You know, if you can uh, teach this to somebody else what that vibration is, um, if you um, animals do speak, um, a scientist, because uh, most animals have a vibrational resonance to them, uh, just like your cell phone. Your cell phone has a vibrational resonance. It, it works off four bands of radio, um, and it works, guess what, off a of crystal, uh, technology, uh, iron, uh, silver, gold, um, all the different things that um, – uh, to, to understand what that vibration is. And that is the, the main um, thing that we want in a cell phone is be able to understand what it says. We don't need to understand the machine language or the binary code or all the computer language that bring that. We're looking for the outcome, the language. We don't need to know the technology. In our time, we forgot about the technology um, of the pyramids and all the different things, and we're just wanting the language. Understand what it is, but in order to understand the language, you got to understand the spiritual science of all those um, technologies and what they do. So that's that's kind of what I do in a, in a sense. But um, like I said, it's just for harder to understand. There's a lot of people um, because they have a preset in their mind what um, a spiritual language is. They they don't listen to you, and I think that's most of my problem is trying to. Uh, be able to translate this language and in, to uh, so you can understand the language or the humans. And there is a message here. I mean, there's mostly a, a big message here, but we forgot how to translate it. We forgot how to interpret it or even how to use it. And that's kind of what the star teaching is about. And before we go on, 
I said it before, I want to be able to, to dissect a little bit more of who David Lombert is. Just give us a little bit of your story beyond what I read on the bio. Um, uh, through the last uh, 25 years, I guess, or, or 30 years, um, I've been pretty well secluded, I guess. Uh, I've been teaching a little bit, but um, not really to the mainstream. I've been more teaching in more of the Native communities uh, the, the last uh, seven years, I've been um, speaking to the non-natives. So a lot of it is hard to understand that in the non-native world, that you need diplomas and bachelor's degrees and doctor's degrees and all the different degrees out there. And that's really hard to to do sometimes or even even somebody to believe you. Uh, I know the last uh, several months that, that I've been out there and people have been contacting me. You know, they said, what kind of uh, um, engineering degree you got? I said, well, I have a regular engineering degree. Said, no, no, what's the, do you have a doctorate in engineering? Uh, I don't think I have a doctorate in engineering. Then they stopped listening. So a lot of my teachers, um, over six, uh, maybe 650, 650 teachers were those engineers, were a part of um, the uh, world at the time, and in order to start, understand this language, that I had to be versed in everything, from engineering to science to even languages, to uh, bring this message across. So I'm not very good at this English language. Uh, I, I, I dribble through it, uh, but most of my language I speak, I speak in metaphors. So if I tell you a story, um, every letter, uh, um, how would you say it? Every letter is coded, spaced, uh, capitalized, period. Everything on, on what I say, it's mostly a, a metaphor when I'm speaking. Uh, so if you look at Mary Had a Little Lamb, every letter on, on Mary Had a Little Lamb is a metaphor of another metaphor. So we, we are trying to understand that spiritual language. And that's what it's going to take is that we're going to have to speak a little bit at a different language than what we're speaking now in the understanding. When you say you speak uh, with metaphors, is it because you feel that you conceptualize the subject better? For example, you know, we're going to talk about how extraterrestrial beings, and I know you don't like to use that term, but the way they communicate is more concept. In other words, if they need to convey apple, instead of saying apple, they basically transmit the vision of an apple. Is that what you're trying to accomplish? No, that's not, that's not the way they, communi they communicate. Um, the way that uh, what I know and uh, what I was taught is that the community, because we're so off on that communication, uh, it's like us trying to receive a cell phone signal um, through through our brains. Uh, it's possible, but it's the translation that's the, the hard decoding. Part, the decoding. So when you think of an apple, uh, you uh, this is a coding. Uh, if you if you kind of uh, if you knew of um, another species on this earth that comes from another world, and then the translation would be a, a more of a visual number code. It'd be point 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 zero point point three point point nine. That and that will visualize an apple. But this is but you don't use your regular number technology for that. It is a it is a vibration. Uh, if you would sing it, it would be a more of a a a song that is in a visualization that uh, goes into the DNA, encodes the DNA, and comes up with a picture 
they're not transmitting it. They're just um, unlocking of what you know. And everything that they know that's in your DNA, that's it's, it's in it's in there. Is that you'll be able to, to um, unlock that and visualize of not only an apple tree, it'll be an apple tree with um, probably uh, 2,800 different apples uh, with 28. Um. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.